Welcome to Addicted to Busy, the podcast specifically for overachieving property managers who are dying for a little more work-life balance in their lives. Each week, we dismantle all the BS that holds us back. You'll learn how to nix those tricky, self-sabotaging habits so that you have the time, energy, and motivation to create what you really want in life. If you're looking to shift from overcommitted to overjoyed, this is the podcast for you. Let's do this. Now, your host, Anna Havalyana. Hello, and welcome back to Addicted to Busy. So at the time of this recording, the Midwest was just hit with a huge snowstorm. So my husband and I have already been out and shoveled once this morning. And I am working all day today, staring out my window, watching the snow continue to accumulate. And I'm just mentally gearing myself up to go back out later this evening and do it all again. But by the time that you hear this episode, I think this is going to be the first episode of 2023. So to everyone listening, happy new year. Each year, I do take time to write down my goals, and this is not necessarily a New Year's resolution type of activity. It's more so a reflection on what do I want to accomplish in the next year, and how do I imagine that I'm going to need to change in order to achieve those goals. So said another way, Who would I have to become in order to make my goals possible? Now, I do this every year, and I am starting the process for 2023. So I haven't seen what I wrote last year in almost a whole entire year. And yesterday I sat down, I pulled out that journal entry that I wrote, and I reconnected with how I thought I was going to be different in 2022. And it's really interesting because when I wrote those things down last year, I really felt out of touch from that person. Some of the things that I wrote down were that I would have to get better at following through on my calendar more consistently. I'm already pretty good at that, but I am aware that I procrastinate on certain tasks. Typically, they are tasks where people will see this work. That might be these podcast episodes or ads or trainings that I put together. Another thing that I thought I needed to change in 2022 is being less emotionally reactive. And I'm so proud to say that that's probably where I've made the most progress in 2022. And there were a number of things that I had listed out for myself that I wanted to do. One of them was I wanted to speak at in-person events and conferences once a quarter. And what's crazy is now I'm doing that every month and sometimes two times a month. So it's very interesting to see what I thought my life was going to be like in 2022. So it's really interesting to see what I thought I could do this year and what actually ended up happening. And it is really fun to see where I did grow 
and it's humbling to see where I didn't grow. And I'm excited to take another guess at what I can do in 2023 and all the ways that I'll need to change and adapt and grow in order to make those goals happen. So even if you did not do any journaling on your goal last year or have never done this type of reflection, I still encourage you to just take 20 minutes with yourself and just reflect on how you have changed in the last year. All right, so let's hop into it. Today, this episode is specifically for my manager friends who are in the habit of working 50-hour weeks, or for some of you, even 60-hour weeks. Now, when we talk about thought work, one thing that we really need to keep in mind is that not every thought we think is actually true. It's estimated that humans think over 60,000 thoughts a day, but not all of them are true. Now, what's tricky about this is that our brains love to be correct. We call this the confirmation bias. The confirmation bias is the tendency to search for evidence that confirms what somebody already believes. There's this quote by Harper Lee that says, people generally see what they look for and hear what they listen for. I'm going to repeat that for you. People generally see what they look for and hear what they listen for. So let's rerun this. We think thoughts. Not all of our thoughts are true, but our brain wants to believe what it already believes, which means we could be reinforcing beliefs that aren't true. You see the problem here? I think many of you may know that I am a runner. And so I tend to use a lot of running analogies in um, coaching and when I speak. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about the concept of possibility. For thousands of years, people believed that it was impossible to run a sub four minute mile. For 10 years, experts believed that the human body was only capable of running a four minute and one second mile. But in 1954, Roger Bannister was the first person to break the four minute threshold clocking in at three minutes, 59 seconds, and four tenths of a second. Now, that's impressive. But what I really want to talk about is how this was impossible for hundreds of years. But once Roger did it, his record actually only lasted 46 days. And after that, more and more people started to break that four-minute threshold. So what gives? What gives is that it is all about the mindset. Remember, your brain wants to prove itself right. It takes less energy and focus to just keep on believing what you're already believing. So when experts said that a four-minute mile couldn't be broken, people believed it. When Bannister proved elsewise, everyone's mindset changed. They no longer had to keep believing that the sub-four-minute mile was impossible They have living proof that it is. So what does this mean for us? I think this means a lot for us as property managers. What you believe you will create. Where I got into a lot of trouble when it came to my career was that I believe that in order to be successful, you needed to be tuned in 24-7. And I adopted that belief unconsciously. No one ever told me that I needed to check my email incessantly. I merely assumed based on various situations that I'd observed over the years. 
So I'll give you a couple of examples here. I remember once I was attending a tour of the U.S. Bank Stadium when it first opened in Minneapolis. And it was a tour that was put on either by BOMA or IRM. And I went with my supervisor at the time. And something happened with my supervisor's phone and they weren't receiving any email. I watched as the whole hour they panicked and kept logging into their account and out of their account and trying so hard to get their email to work. And it was really hard to focus on the tour of the building or hear the presenter because my supervisor was clearly distressed and worried that either our asset manager or her supervisor might be waiting on her. And I got it in my head that as a manager, it was not okay to be unavailable. I also think back to when I was in leasing, our ownership group had this expectation that all emails received would get a response within a two hour window. And I carried that expectation with me as an assistant manager, which was fine because I could usually deliver on that. But as a general manager, sometimes a two hour response was very much unrealistic. Many of the projects I was working on or meetings that I was a part of lasted well over two hours. So as soon as the meeting was over or I'd finished my work, I'd create this panic because I'd log into my email and see all of these unread messages piled up. This belief was further reinforced when I first started time blocking. I think you guys have heard me talk about this before. I started taking time during the day to shut off notifications on my phone and on my computer, and that included email notifications. And when I was getting started with putting my to-do list on my calendar, and if you haven't done this, I'd highly recommend it as it absolutely blew up my productivity level. Anyways, if I put something on my calendar, I would turn off all distractions and I would stop responding to people. And when I first started doing this, if I didn't respond to an email within 10 to 15 minutes, our PA would come down to my office just to ask, did you see that email? And after a while, I was starting to get really annoyed with her because the whole purpose of time blocking was to help me get things done faster and without distraction. And she was kind of distracting me. But again, I had to keep in mind that the nature of our industry is one that really rewards quick responses. Sometimes I honestly think that some employees pride themselves on simply being the first to respond, which is fine if that's what you want to go for. But I think in the long term, we're going to do a better job of getting things done well if we are excellent at focusing. Another place where I built up the belief that I needed to be available 24-7 was when I would receive late night emails. And in a few cases, very early AM emails from my supervisors. I truly started to believe that if I wanted to be in their shoes someday, which I did, that that meant I would need to be working on all hours of the night. All of this is to say that because my brain thought the job required 24-7 availability, that's what it started trying to confirm. Remember, not all thoughts we think are true. Now, the best part of this is now that you are aware of the confirmation bias, you don't have to stay stuck. Yes, the confirmation bias is a natural part of our brains that we will likely never fully override, but now you get to focus on what you want to create. 
I was very much 100% convinced that in order to make it to the next level that I needed to be on my device at all times. So much so that I feared that I would lose my job if I wasn't. And I know a lot of you have had this fear too. I hear this come up over and over and over again in coaching that people are fearing losing their jobs. And it's silly because oftentimes the ones who fear that the most are typically overachievers. I was really fortunate to have invested in a coach who could spot this in me. And one time I was on a call worried about how I was going to get everything done. And at that time, I didn't have any hobbies other than maybe running or working out. I was explaining to my coach that I really believed that the only way to move up was to be available. And because of this, I was holding back in other areas of my life that I wanted to explore because I didn't believe that I had the time to do it all. And I talked about it all like it was a fact, like this is just how it is in property management. And lucky for me, she didn't buy it. She kept pushing me to consider that maybe it wasn't true. And I'll never forget at one point in a call, she interrupted me and said, all right, so what you're really telling me, Anna, right now is that the worst thing that could happen to you is that you would get written up for not responding to an email during your personal time. And when she said it, I just started laughing because it was so ridiculous. There's no way I could get written up let alone lose my job, for not responding to emails after the office closes. We have emergency protocols and call trees in place for this very reason. If there was something that truly, truly needed my attention, I would hear about it some way or another, and I'd be given a chance to respond. That moment there was where I started to break apart the belief that being a successful employee means being available 24-7. And I got to be honest with you, she was right. I never got written up and I never got called out for not emailing after hours. Now, what first had to happen was that I had to start believing it is possible to work 40 hours a week or less and not lose your job. And I hear you, for some of you who don't struggle with work-life balance, you may be thinking, duh, Anna. (laughs) But again, We all have beliefs that we've adopted that may be completely optional. What seems obvious to one person may be mind-blowing to another. What was so fun about this experience was that I started coming up with ways to reduce my time on my device while still actively pursuing a promotion. When I wasn't fearing getting fired, I had more brain space to focus on how to become more efficient. Now, this is where the Rochester Bannister and the four-minute mile experiment comes back in. A couple of years ago, I was coaching as a contract coach in another program where the coach pairings are completely random. And someone came into their session and wanted to talk about how many hours a week they were working. And I swear to God, it felt like she had pulled my old thoughts straight out of her head. During this session... I questioned her, just like my coach had questioned me, on what she thought was possible for her workday. And we had the session. I coached her, sent her on her way, and I didn't see her again for probably another three or four months. And when she showed back up on my calendar, she came to her session just gushing because she was able to report back that she did, in fact, reduce how much she was working after 5 p.m. And so I asked her, hey, like, how did you do it? 
And she said, hey, it was simple. I just believed that it was possible. We need to be aware of how confirmation bias shows up for us so that we can make informed decision for how we want to live our lives. Listen, I don't do this podcast because I think I know what you should do with your time or with your life. I share my podcast because it's all of the things that I wish somebody would have told me years ago. If I can get that message out to someone before they burn out or harm their health, then I'm happy. I literally have no clue what is right for you. Some people sincerely love working in the evenings and some people don't want to have hobbies outside of their career. And that's a beautiful thing. But some of you are choosing to overwork out of a place of fear. And that's where understanding the confirmation bias and challenging your beliefs can be very helpful. Last year, I remember a friend of mine received a promotion and I was very excited for her and there was nobody more deserving, but my heart sank because she just kept saying over and over again, I know I'm going to have to work a lot. I know I'm going to have to work a ton. And a good coach doesn't coach people without their consent. So I just had to let her have that belief. Do I think she's going to prove herself true? Sadly, yes. Do I think this belief is optional? 100%. But I can't make a call on whether or not that's right for her. Only she can. Now, the beautiful thing about beliefs is that they're based on thoughts. Beliefs are just thoughts that you've thought so many times that your brain no longer needs to sit and process or consider them or question them. Your brain just believes them to be true. So if you want to create new possibilities, all we need to do is rewrite your old beliefs and practice creating new ones. If your brain notices that you're trying to prove something true, it'll start providing you with all the evidence for it. If you're someone who does not yet currently believe that you can be a great manager working only 40 hours a week, I want to leave you with the thought that maybe, just maybe it's possible. Remember, our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings are what drive the actions that we take. And the actions that we take end up creating the results that we have in our lives. I learned this wonderful brain hack. When I want to make a change that I'm not entirely sure is possible, my favorite thing to do is just add the phrase, it's possible that. So I'll give you a couple examples. It's possible that I can work no more than 40 hours a week and get all my work done. It's possible that I can create the time to get certified as a coach. It's possible that I could own a duplex. It's possible that I could run a marathon. The more I told my brain it's possible, the more evidence my brain wanted to provide that, yes, this is in fact possible. Listen, we spend so much time thinking about our futures, and you get to choose what you think. You get to choose what you want to believe. So why not choose to think about a future where new things are possible? All right, that's all, my friends. If you are someone who's overworking and also fearing that you're not doing enough, you are 100% in the right spot. I love teaching people about all the tricky work habits that keep us stuck in the loop of not enoughness. If this is you, come join our group coaching program. You can check it out at anahavliana.com and even get a free coaching session. So hop on over to the website. That's A-N-N-A. 
J-A, V is in velocity, E-L-L-A-N-A.com and click get free coaching. I love you so, so much. Keep going. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Addicted to Busy. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.